0: Hey, Fitness Business Secrets listeners. Today, we get to listen to the second part of our interview with Joseph Dispenzeri. He's a gym broker and a gym consultant with over 35 years of experience. First, Joseph is gonna tell us how to approach our landlord in case we need some help. Also, he's gonna give us his insight from helping his many clients reopen their gym. He's gonna answer the question, are people gonna return to the gym? And he even has results from a survey of gym goers. Joseph is also gonna give us a checklist for gyms to use so they can reopen while keeping their members safe from infection. And in today's episode, we'll also cover ideas of how a class and gym floor based business can make a profit if, you know, capacity is capped with social distancing. We'll also learn how this is actually a great time for your business to possibly do a grand reopening pivot. But how do you know what to pivot towards? We'll address that too. Finally, we're gonna cover the question a lot of us fitness facility owners are asking ourselves. If times are tough, how long should we keep pushing on? Joe has some interesting insights on what to think through when making that decision. Finally, Joseph is a gym broker after all, so he's a person I have to ask with the current environment, is there still opportunities to sell a gym? Surprisingly, he's optimistic, but find out his full thoughts at the end of the episode. Stay tuned. Fitness coaches get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Before we get to the show, I just wanted to talk about if you're a class-based studio and you're facing this issue with feeling like you have to cap the number of people in your class and how to offer the same number of options for essentially less people per class. If you're a normal strength or cardio type of studio, my suggestion is to go with a 30 to 40 minute class. If you've already opened, you can still use a soft launch to make this change and still call it a grand reopening. So if you currently offer one hour classes, if you turn it into 40 minute classes with five minutes transition for people to gather their stuff and leave, then you've turned a three hour window in the evening between let's say six and 9 p.m. into four classes. In addition, besides now having 33% more classes, you essentially have the same payroll costs, the same facility costs, and it's still in that key time that all of our members want. The first thing you might be asking me is, well, will our clients still get a great workout? And they will. Most people really only work out intensely for 30 to 40 minutes, so the other time is usually breathing time and catching our breath and getting stuff, but having the shortened time, trainers will just have to learn to be more impactful within that time. Talking to a lot of trainers, I know that their clients leave winded even in a half-hour session. So yes, even within a 30 or 40-minute class, clients can be fully exercised. If let's say you go with a 30 minute class, you might say, well, it's really still not enough with warm up and some cardio. My suggestion is you can do a couple of things create a specific warm up routine, since we generally do the same warm up routine, laminate it and paste it around so it doesn't have to be touched, and then instruct regular going members to come 10 or 15 minutes early to do a specific warm up routine. And then those who are extra ambitious, you should give them a seven-minute cardio workout under the treadmill or on the elliptical or do burpees for those with a gym floor space. I think 10 minutes is enough and have them do a five-minute pretty good warm-up and then a five-minute intensive run or cardio. Before implementing this, communication is key. Write everyone a letter and tell them that the number one concern is their safety and satisfaction in that you foresee that because of social distancing, there'll be less spots in the class, but you have a great solution because you're dedicated to making sure they have a still amazing fitness experience with you. First, focus on curriculum and programming. Talk about how you're gonna give them this new curriculum programming in a shorter form so that since they might be busier with work now and still want those key times, but still expect to have a, smaller class, you're able to achieve that. Include some research on how it shows that 30 minutes is enough to get your heart rate to a fat-burning, healthy heart zone, and that they're going to have an amazing workout still while actually saving time. You could even use this sentence, you might be worried that your favorite class time is going to be filled up and you're going to have to race to reserve a spot each week because we are essentially gonna be offering small group classes now, or you might be worried that we're gonna have to increase our rates now that we can have less people in every class. The good news is neither. Yes, we are gonna have smaller classes. We have a new curriculum. Yes, you're gonna get more personalized attention. Yes, you're gonna achieve amazing results, but the good news is you're gonna do it in less time and in a safe environment with a new program that you're introducing that sounds exciting. I would say write that letter, put all the time and attention you can into making it exciting, narrative, like a real conversation, then send it out, post up sections of it, video record yourself saying it so that you have a real story and reason and it's actually exciting the new program you're going to be doing. And if you already opened your gym and you're thinking, oh, I can't, it's too late. With the recent uptick in COVID cases, it makes sense that you want to offer even more space for your members. Well, I hope that was helpful. Make sure to let me know your thoughts in our Facebook page or Facebook group. Well, here's Joseph as he tells us more about how to address reopening our gym during this COVID social distancing time. Our guest today, Joseph Dispenseri, is a serial fitness business entrepreneur with over 35 years in the health and wellness industry. One of his ventures, Cross Training Fitness Studio, was an in-home personal training business and also a small group and one-on-one personal training studio that had 18 trainers and at its peak 20,000 one-on-one sessions a year before he successfully sold it. He went on to start Core Fit Consulting, which consults gym owners from sales to facility design to lease negotiation and even financing. And as an extension, he also formed "quote unquote" the gym broker, which, as its name suggests, acts as a broker for gym buyers and gym sellers. Here's the second part of my interview with Joseph. All right, so so now we get to talk to Joe about what gyms are doing as they face uncertain times about what to do with covid social distancing the fact that they were closed i don't even know how they bared the rent cost like just give me like you've seen so much maybe just tell me what you're seeing right now and, and this is around you know we're, a lot of well, states are opening up
1: a lot of states are opening up unfortunately new york and new jersey are not
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: a whole nother question that we can discuss at a later date <laughs> Will sure. not get political today, but I think so. I think going back to building relationships, right? Your first relationship when you buy a business is rule number one: your landlord is your partner. Okay. Okay. The reason for that is if you ever get stuck, if you ever have issues with business. You go to your landlord. You talk to them. You, you explain what your situation is. You come up with a solution. Okay, we'll get back to that for a second because of COVID-19. Okay. Um, there are different programs. There was the payroll protection program. Mm-hmm. A lot of the SBA programs, I'll give you an example, reached out where if you have financing with the SBA, they actually, during COVID-19, would make your payments for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So for instance, if you close, if you buy a gym between now and end of September of this year, when you, if you close that deal by the end of September, the SBA will make your first six months of payments for you. Wow. It's amazing. So the government is helping a little bit right now. Your landlord is your partner and talk to them. Even if you made partial payments, You know, come up with a solution. If you don't talk to them, they're thinking you're not going to pay your rent, and that's a problem because they probably have a mortgage. So we'll, it, you always have to think it goes up a level, right? So mm-hmm. keep that open line of communication. I think that's very, very important. Jim's are opening back up. We have a client in Florida who opened up last week. He signed up 250 people in the first week. Wow. Wow. So there's this, there's this built up energy that people do want to get back to the gyms. There's been a ton of surveys that have been done, but I'll tell you the survey that worked. There's a fellow named Blake McHaney. And we can talk about this after, after I'll send you his information. Yeah. He ran a shutdown survey and they now, this was sent out to, to gyms across the country, over 600 gyms. Yeah. Blake was nice enough to share the results with me. And they were very simple questions. They talked about uh-huh. cleanliness, cleanliness of your gym. What did you like about it before? What would you like to see once the gym is back open? Are you going to come in day one once the gym opens up? Because that's what everybody wants to know, right? Mm-hmm. You read some surveys out there like people are never going back to the gym. Well, not according to the survey of the actual members from over 600 gyms. Mm -hmm. Anywhere between 70 and 90%. So the gyms that were running smoother and had built more of a community, they were running 90% or over. People are coming back day one. Now, just from my experience and everybody that we work with, the younger population will go back day one. They're ready okay. to go. Okay. Somebody probably my age or older is probably going to be a little more tentative because if you read the statistics, you know, coronavirus impacts older people for the most part, right? Look mm-hmm. at all of the, the deaths from nursing homes. Yeah, How sad. So yeah. the older population is reading this and they're probably not going to be uh, running back to the gym day one, but they will come back because we all need social interaction and they love going to the gym. I mean, especially an older, an older clientele, it's like going to their favorite restaurant or coffee shop. They're not going to change. They're going to go to the same place until they die probably. Mm -hmm. So people will, will come back. I think what we've heard from a lot of the experts is they're screening their members. So basically when they come in they're going to take the temperature if it's above 100 deg- 100.4 i think is the number you know they'll they'll ask them not to, to come into the gym or you know make sure that they get checked out to see if they're okay so that's the first step they're going to go on capacity limits so depending on you know what the local guidelines are the government they may have some limitations equipment access a lot of gym owners are turning off every other cardio machine that allows people to stay socially hmm. distant. Okay. They're moving like machines apart from each other. Mhm. Uh, they're get back to the role playing for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> they're edu- educating their staff okay. on how to handle members when they come in. Mhm. A lot more hand sanitizers. A lot of them are not opening up childcare or even the locker rooms for the first few weeks. Just want Mm. to get people comfortable with going back to the gym again. Sometimes they're limiting the amount of time you can spend in the gym. Okay, great. How much time do you need to spend anyway? (laughs) I mean, right. right? You can't get it done in two hours. You're probably wasting your time anyway. right? Right. Um, members, I think they're going to have to train the members on social distancing, and okay. the members have to participate in cleanliness. They have mm-hmm. to before and after using the equipment. Plenty of wipes around, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, what we what we know about COVID nineteen is we get it from these air droplets. We get it from possibly surfaces, although they flip flop back and forth on that. <laughs> right. We don't CDD. know. Right. right. But either way, look at social media. These gyms are immaculate. When I worked for Chicago Health and Tennis many, many years ago, we had something called Operation Upgrade. We literally went in and painted the pipes in the boiler rooms. And whatever gym was the cleanest, we got a $5,000 bonus for the gym. All of our gyms nowadays, this reminds me of Operation Upgrade. (laughs) Everybody's upgrading their gyms. They're immaculate, right? Mm Mm-hmm child care is probably going to be closed down for a while something that we're working on with Corfit Consulting is we're working with HVAC engineers right now co- there's something called uh, bipolar ionization so basically what it does is it's a, it's a retrofit that connects to your existing heating and air conditioning unit so what happens is you have all these particles, all these germs going through the air, right? You always hear about getting sick on a plane because of recycled air, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens in the gym is right now, viruses or mold or anything goes through the filtration system and it comes back out into the, the gym. But what bipolar ionization does is it makes the particles bigger somehow they oxygenate them. I'm not an engineer, so don't <laughs> quote me on these things. Okay. But what happens, Christy, is it makes the particles bigger so when they come through the filter, they get stuck instead of coming back into the gyms. Hmm. I think gyms are going to have to really look at this going forward because if it's not COVID-19, it'll be COVID-20 or 21. Right. These things look like they're going to be here to stay, so we, I think we have to anticipate them so maybe we can get ahead of them. And if anybody wants to learn more about them, we're going to be doing a webinar in the next couple of weeks with the mm-hmm. engineers. We'll post it, we'll probably post it on LinkedIn and I'll send it to you. Mm. And we can talk to people about it cuz I think if we can keep the surfaces clean, if we can focus on social distancing, if we can educate the staff and the members and then if we can make the air cleaner, I think we're probably good to go. So Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know, is that helpful?
0: That is helpful. Now, I also have follow-up questions. (laughs) So I think this is a great outline, and if you can communicate that with your customers, then you have a really good case for them to come back. So I think that's great.
1: Correct.
0: Now, the owner side of me, if I was still a gym owner, is going to say, what about cost? Because in two situations, let's say classes, that was a big thing at the gym I owned. Not everyone does it, but a lot of people have classes. And it was in New York City. It's about, if you've seen, have you ever been to a Bikram yoga class? Yes. Or it's a, sometimes it's very tight, like mats to mats. Now, all of a sudden, that could have been their profit margin, that last five, six people. How, how do they do that? And if, if now they have to limit them and then in a way offer more classes or something, to make everyone happy and now all of a sudden there's no profit margin, how do we, how do people get around that?
1: Well, I think the first, my first response would be, all right, so what's changed in the industry during Mm COVID-19 other than the the aesthetics? Well, virtual training has become more popular, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's here to stay. So I Mm -hmm. think gyms can can drive some revenue through virtual training Mm -hmm. so members are gonna have the opportunity to either train at home or if they're traveling or they can go to the gym if they want the, you know, that personal experience, that social interaction. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one industry that's going to continue to grow. I, to your point, which is a valid point. If, if you're a smaller facility and maybe you had 20 people in there and then you can only have 10, it's going to be hard to double your classes because your payroll is going to go up too high. And you can't charge twice as much, so you have to come up with some other options. Mm-hmm. But it's better because it's fee-based compared to a restaurant. Think if a restaurant had 10 tables and all of a sudden you can only have five. Are you going to charge twice as much? You can't. Maybe you'll make up a little bit in maybe roadside pickup. But that's where the, these industries are going to change. The good part about a gym business is the fact that it is membership-based. And you're going to, it's recurring revenue. You're going to continue to collect that. And then you just, you got to, you got to be an entrepreneur. You're going to have to come up with options to sell different programming. It can't just be the blue collar mentality of how much am I paying for this class? You got to sell more programs. You have to build your community, tie it in together with weight management programs challenges different things where it's not you know going to be so specific on that one class that's my point mm-hmm. and you know smart smart owners are already on this they're already i've been telling people for weeks gear up and and this should be a re-grand opening for you it's like re-grand opening your facility that's how you have to look at this It's got to be immaculate like day one and all the things that you wanted to change you got an opportunity to change them now you should
0: do it Mm -hmm. so it sounds like you're saying virtual training uh focus on programs of some sort and then make a pivot now we don't know what the pivot is so that and right now when you and and make that a reason why you change your model and and so your customers can be receptive
1: yeah you have to be profitable and another part was just like Blake did with the surveys ask your members what they want Mm-hmm. right they're going to give you some great information i really think so so mm-hmm.
0: and you if, know but you have to l- listen
1: to them it's not it's not square peg and round hole here you have to listen to your members you can't force feed something to them right mm-hmm. they're going to tell you what they want you learn more from a from a member who's complaining about something you're going to learn more from that than somebody who is very quiet and just goes away and you never know why. At least if they complain, you get a chance to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. And if they complain too much, you can then, you know, tell them they can leave. That's
0: all okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're all walking that fine line. Is this a good feedback or do I need it? Exactly. Uh, this is taking up too much time. Um, so what have you seen your smaller dr- gym training facilities do when they have classes, or they're one of the places where they kind of have a small gym floor, and it can get tight real fast during high load times.
1: Well, that's tough, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to. A lot of times they'll do outdoor boot camps, maybe something out there. Park. They'll use parking lots. They'll use if they have grass out there. So they'll mm-hmm. try to during the peak hours have a few different things going on at the same time, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that actually that that's not a bad idea especially, especially now open yeah. air it's a yeah. great
1: idea it's a great idea open air actually in the state of New Jersey now you can op- you can have open air uh, programming
0: mm mm-hmm. that's a good idea so you know if you're you haven't even been able to reopen up or you know you know your gym is too small you may have to do a satellite class nearby Try,
1: try different things. We used to do, we used to do spin in the parking lot. It was crazy. Back in the day, we were the first, one of the first studios in the state of New Jersey to have spinning. Hmm. I was way wrong about that. I never thought it was, would be a trend for so long. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at Peloton. I mean, brilliant. Uh, So, you know, even as experts, we don't always get them right, you know, but I think, you know, just try things. If it works, you do it again. If it doesn't work, you tried it. It's okay. It's really mm-hmm. fine. That's my point. You constantly have to be reinventing yourself. Keep honing your skills, but make sure you document what works and what doesn't work. So, you know, it's the same thing with marketing and advertising. It's a mm-hmm. whole nother subject. Right. We could we spend two hours on that. You know, are you prepared? Do you have a year of marketing and advertising set up on your board? what are you running you know what how are you doing your ads are is it social media i mean who's running that like what kind of return on that investments first question i ask people what's your return on your investment i don't know how much did you spend i don't know if the phone rings or people come to your website are these things documented how many people actually came in when they came in what percentage of them bought something
0: can't mm-hmm. tell you that
1: then how can we evaluate? You have to do these very simple things. These things have been around since the eighties. And yeah. so have I, by the way. But the thing <laughs> is, my point is, it you may it may change. Right now we're, you know, we're speaking on a Zoom and we're live on Facebook, where, you know, this I used to do it in an appointment book, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, they're the same skill set. We're still talking about personality and people. Okay. Maybe the picks and shovels change, but it's still about, you know, a positive experience and letting people, you know, move their bodies. Mm -hmm. That's all.
0: So it sounds like you're optimistic and you feel if as long as trainers and gym owners can provide that same positive fitness experience, you're sensing from your customers that things are going to be okay, or at least 90%.
1: Yes, absolutely, and and the and and Blake's shutdown survey said the same thing. I, I don't listen to any surveys unless I know where they came from. And mm-hmm. he's an industry expert. He did the work. We have them specific to the Northeast. We have them for for over six hundred gyms nationwide. The numbers are good. The numbers are good. Now again, it depends on the gym. Mm-hmm. Some gyms are have already closed because they just can't make it. But I think on a whole, I think they're going to be okay. It's just going to be a little different for a little while. That's all.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I hear that the gym customer um, is still there. Provide them with that plan that you had mentioned about how you're going to keep cleanliness and other programs and try different ways and measure them to see if they're working to provide the same level of service, but in the, the new social norm that we have. And my my... My final sort of possibly sad question is there's going to, there's, there's some gym owners listening looking for answers right now and they're saying, okay, we were doing okay. It's certain neighborhoods. Maybe they got in with green eyes. They signed a too big lease or something, but they're like, we were kind of making it and I was hoping to figure it out. But now it's been hard. I let's say they had to pay some of the rent. They weren't making any money. And they're kind of just not sure if they should continue like, but they were kind of making money, but let's just say they weren't, let's say they were doing 60 and they were 60,000. Okay. And so we weren't, they weren't at a hundred, they were 40 to 60, sometimes 70. What would your recommendation be for them? And let's assume they're a small gym, small studio. I think
1: Christy, you get it. It comes back to their passion and where they are and how far along they are, you know, in their career and what makes them happy. If they still, feel like they want to see this through, you got to at least open up and see what the market brings. Right. Mm-hmm. I, would, right. I would try. I mean, unless you just can't do it and you're so far behind and you sometimes you just have to cut your losses and learn from it. Right. There's a lesson there. That's okay. doesn't mean it doesn't define you. If I'm going to, if an owner comes to me and they're just so down because they have to close their business, I just tell them all the time. This doesn't define you. There are, sometimes things work, and sometimes they don't. Do your best. Did you do good work? Yes. Did you help people? Yes. The rest doesn't really matter. Sometimes the business just doesn't work. It could be location. It could be opportunity. It could be a million different things. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know. But don't put your family in harm. Don't. You know. Don't. You know, don't stress yourself to the point where you're unhealthy about it. Just do your best. That's all we can ever do.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, maybe try to see, try to open, see how it goes. And if it's not working for you, if you're not making that that money, you might be time to be okay with closing. Is kind of yes. you're yeah. um
1: As much as I hate to say that, I, I think that consolidation is real. And sometimes places do have to close. Mm-hmm. there are restaurants where i am there's probably 10 openings already places that have closed they're not coming back mm-hmm. It was a thriving town three months ago this is yeah. the way it is i mean look at manhattan right you look at the upper west side how many stores are, are empty there it's right. crazy You're empty. It's, it's amazing to me
0: do you so, think uh uh-huh. go ahead
1: so i th- i think you get it's case by case and you know if somebody needs help and they need to have a conversation, share my contact info. I'm happy okay. to talk to them, but we'll mm-hmm. go over risk reward, see if we can help them salvage their business. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people have a successful business and they're just a little burnt out and they're tired. I got to that place. That's when I sold my studios. Mm-hmm. You get to a point where you, the day-to-day operations, just it's not that exciting for you anymore. That's okay too. Mm-hmm. So you know, I wouldn't beat myself up over it. I would just say, you know what, that part of my life is over and I'm going to figure out the next thing. That's all.
0: Yeah. Do you think if they said, look, we were, we were doing pretty good before we had, we had a strong set of customers and let's say they even reopen, A lot of customers come back, but they're uncertain with social distancing about the classes and the spacing and the payroll. Do you think, it's still there's still an opportunity for them to sell their gym or do you think in the current environment it's pretty hard
1: no we're in we're in the process of selling a a bunch of different businesses right now some of them are stuck because the gyms have to be open for the banks to to finance them the business has to be open
0: okay but
1: we think in the next few weeks pretty much everybody's going to be open okay so i would say there's there's always an opportunity to sell if you're profitable. If you're not profitable, it's really, really tough. Now, I've done it. I've pulled a couple of rabbits out of hats for people, but you, it's always better to sell into strength.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what I hear is, you know, maybe give it a shot. Maybe you can get your numbers back up, but if you feel the future is uncertain and maybe you're a bit burnt out and a bit stressed after everything that's happened try to get the numbers off, maybe to give yeah. Joe a call and maybe he can still help you sell your gym. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to end on a negative. I feel like no, I got real the, dark. But Trissy, but- but- but-
1: but- but- that's not even a negative. It's <laughs> okay. not. It's not because okay. sometimes, you know, it's like everything. It's a business. It's a relationship. It's life things. Sometimes they end and sometimes they we're really good for a long time. And mm-hmm. then when they're not good anymore, you got to move on. That's okay. It's yeah. really okay. It really is.
0: I people buy and sell stocks all the time and that's an investment in a gym. I mean that in a business. So you have right. stock. Yeah.
1: You sell a stock. I if I sell a stock, I never think about it again. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like I never owned it. It's There's nothing, my personal it. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: nothing personal about it. Right. Exactly. So I mean, I think listening to this interview, you might start to think of a different business model and you could still be in fitness if you decide that. Your, uh, you could do outdoor boot camp. You could do in home training or something. Exactly.
1: Find your passion and then write your plan because that's important. Go with your plan. Right?
0: Yes. I love it. Thank passion. you, Joe, so <laughs> it's, This mind. has been really inform- informational. So, if people want to find you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, the best way would be they could just contact me through email. Okay. OrphanJodie at Gmail we have the Jim broker website. We, you connect to me on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, if you could share my contact information, you can always call me. My, my phone's always on. So.
0: Okay. That sounds great. Well, we'll put, provide your info below. And um, I think a lot of people have a lot to learn from your advice today. So I appreciate it so much.
1: No, it was great. And it was great to meet you. And this was fun.
0: Great. Thanks so much, Joe. All right. All right. All right take care. Take Bye. care. Bye. thanks for listening oh i have three freebies number one get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website fitnesssecrets.co that's fitnesssecrets with an s at the end .co. while you're there subscribe to our newsletter which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business freebie number two if you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? If you email us your review at support at fitnesssecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three, we started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to Facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.